1: Hi! Today's episode is to explain why, why this podcast has been created, and why me, Lori Reichel, as mentioned in the intro. So let's start with the why for this podcast. Do you remember how you learned about puberty? Well, odds are you're like a lot of other people who learn by going through puberty, and you might remember a one time talk from a parent and maybe a one time talk from school in a lesson or a workshop that you probably had in the fifth or sixth grade. That might be it, a one-time conversation or lesson, or a combination of something at school and at home. I remember my one-time talk when I was in the fifth grade. My mom called me downstairs to talk about how my chest would grow, and then I would bleed from between my legs one day. The next week, all of the fifth grade girls at school had to sit in the gymnasium to watch a movie about the changes girls would experience, and we received a pamphlet about how to handle getting a period. At the same time, the boys were on the other side of the gymnasium, playing some kind of sport with the physical education teachers. That was it. That was my talk. Now, I understand my mom did the best she could. She shared this with me. She was never spoken with or provided the tools for talking about puberty with one of her children, so how could she know how to talk with me? And the school? Well, giving a one-time talk is common. It still is common. It was when I was going through puberty, and it still is. Yet, and this is what I find so fascinating, puberty lasts over a period of years. So how can a one-time talk and or lesson cover all of what young people experience during those pre-pubescent and pubescent years? Wouldn't kids need to be spoken with at different times to ensure their questions are answered and that they're feeling healthy? Also, Wouldn't having many conversations before and during the pubescent years increase the likelihood of having more conversations with young people and adults in the future about all the decisions young people make regarding sexual health topics? Now, what's really cool is that when kids are asked about where they want to get their information regarding the topic of puberty and other human sexuality topics, their number one answer is parents and other caregivers. Did you hear that? Parents and caregivers. Recently, I asked a young person who's in the fourth grade what she thinks I should have on this podcast. Her recommendation was that I need to tell parents and caregivers that they need to talk with their children even before the changes regarding puberty. Doing this will lessen their child's concerns and or fears about the changes their bodies and minds are about to experience. So again, kids want to hear from their parents and caregivers. Now, if you're listening to this episode of this podcast and you're about to go through or are going through puberty, I want you to think about a trusted person you can talk with and ask questions. Also realize that a lot of us adults were not taught about how to do this. We haven't been provided a lot of the tools to talk. This is more common than you might realize. So we need to be given a chance to figure out how to do this. And that's why, again, this podcast is existing. So to summarize, this podcast was created to help you, people of all ages, talk honestly about life, including what happens at puberty. So this podcast is going to provide you tools about how to talk, as well as how to handle the changes that occur as a person grows up. I'm hoping that you increase your level of comfort so you can help others, as well as yourself, have a healthier life. That brings us to me. Why me? Why Lori Reichel, the puberty prof? Well, I have spoken with many, thousands of young people on the topic of puberty. I've met these kids as a health educator, both in the classroom and as a guest speaker for puberty workshops. Also, I've spoken to young people through everyday experiences. Things that I'm reminded of when I talk to young people include, there's four of them. One, kids are curious about their bodies. Two. Kids are curious about what puberty is and what will happen to their bodies. I was curious about puberty before, during, and after going through it. Actually, I still think it's a fun topic to talk about. Three, kids need a trusted adult to talk with. And four, when kids are provided age and developmentally appropriate answers to questions and that they're taught basic health skills like hygienic habits and how to cope, they feel more confident about what they're about to go through and about themselves. Kids, children have shared this with me, and I've seen it happen. To do this, we need to create a comfortable environment in which there's no judgment or fear. This is something I have been fortunate to have the skill set to do. And because of this skill set, as well as my instructional strategies in the classroom, I I have been honored to receive the Health Teacher of the Year Award in New York State as well as nationally from the organization currently named the Society of Health and Physical Educators, also known as SHAPE. In addition to working with children, and to further answer the question of why me for this podcast, I've met and interviewed parents and guardians whose kids are going through or about to go through puberty. From these adults, I've learned that they're also curious curious about what questions children might ask, curious about how to best answer questions, and they're also curious and concerned about what other adults will think if they tell their kids, their children, the truth. It's interesting how even as adults, we wonder what or how others will think of us. On a side note, because of talking with kids and parents on the topic of puberty, I collected their questions that I was asked during one-on-one talks and workshops and group talks, something that I still do today. A lot of these questions were put into my book titled Common Questions Children Ask About Puberty. In the back of that book are child-tested discussion cards called the Puberty Chit Chat cards to help people have conversations with children about this topic. I also created the Talk Puberty app which has a lot of these questions in the app, and you can use that as a cue to action or a prompt for a conversation. So to summarize why me, I have many years of experience talking with a variety of people of all ages regarding puberty and adolescence. Now, the next episode is going to include recommendations to help you have comfortable talks about puberty and adolescence, no matter what age you are. And then after that, other episodes are going to go over specific puberty changes and other kid-friendly information, as well as some interviews with people of different ages regarding their puberty experiences and advice for others. So thanks for listening to the Puberty Prof Podcast. I hope you have a happy and healthy day.
0: Thank you for listening to the Puberty Prof Podcast